going to read two portions of scripture that I will attempt to use as a text this morning. This service and this message is one of exhortation. I normally have all the theological points and try to give you one, two, three, try to do an, an exegesis of, of a verse and, and uh, give you a context, historical context. And for the last two Sundays, last Sunday and this Sunday, God just has impressed on me to just encourage, encourage you, encourage you, encourage you. Father, I thank you for your word that is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. Every person here, every individual listening to me needs a touch. Some of them don't know the depth and the vastness of the touch that they need because of what is coming at them and what is about to hit them. But you know, oh God, and we ask that you will come down and saturate us this morning. Saturate us this morning with your presence, with your goodness, with your grace, with your mercy, with your help, with your touch, with your renewing, with your restoration, with your replenishment, with yourself, oh God, we thank you for that. I am decreasing right this moment, and you are increasing. I'm but a pipeline and a conduit. Let your word go forth as powerfully as it is in heaven. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. The first portion of scripture that I will be pl plugging in this text will be from Romans chapter 10, verses 10 through 13. And the second will be Proverbs 18 and 10. We're going to go through some other verses, but there's one focus that we will get to. For with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture said, whoever believeth and is not ashamed, that word believeth, is a continual, progressive, it's a noun or adverb, tense. That it is going on continuously. Whoever believes and continues to believe on him shall not be ashamed. Look at someone and tell them. Whoever believes and continues to believe on him shall not be ashamed. Say, I'm one of those. I'm one of those. I will not be ashamed. 
I will not be ashamed. I will not be ashamed. Hallelujah. For there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord is over all, is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call, and this is the key verse here, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Proverbs 18 and 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Oh, I'm already getting kind of emotional. The righteous run in and are safe. You know, you don't know much about running in unless you have been in a situation where circumstance and issues are chasing you. Is there anyone that understands with me how much and how quickly you have ran in to the cover of God when the money was short? I remember Dr. June telling a story, and if she don't hope she doesn't mind, about spending years and years and years of her life to become an MD, medical doctor, with papers behind your name. And as she sits one day in her office for no apparent reason, in her medical knowledge, she realizes there's a possible stroke coming on. And she knows that if that happens, there's a high possibility that 20 years of dedication and studying can be lost like that. And I remember what she said in those moments when everything was kind of rushing by. Have you been there? She says, Lord Jesus, keep my mind. Ooh. Keep my mind. Keep my mind. See, you don't, you can't pray. You, you don't pray that kind of prayer unless it is connected to something that is precious to you. I saw my sister last week put something on Facebook. She was just blessing God. She's driving to work. Minding her own business. Obeying the traffic laws. And out of nowhere, 
A person who was drunk or not, I, we don't know, decides to just turn right up over and drive right into her lane. And she did what Dr. June said. She called on the name of the Lord. It happened so quickly, she said, all I could say is, Jesus, help me. See, you don't, you can't be shouting. You will not shout about that until you understand that she drives her own rinky-dink car every day to work. But that day, for no reason that she understood, she happened to be driving her son's Range Rover. And as that car shot across her lane, if she was driving her own car, the way she turned to avoid and went down the embankment, her car would have flipped. But God had already figured it out at six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Woo! He knew what was coming. He knew what was gonna happen. And so he rearranged stuff. I'm here to tell somebody today that God is rearranging stuff for you. Wendy, Mama Acreage, Brother Tony, Nehemiah, Derek, I don't have to see his head. I believe. I seen him do it before. I seen him do it before. I seen him do it before, Pastor Ron. I seen him do it before. Hallelujah. And because I seen him do it before, I can trust him. I can believe him. I can, I can trust in his sovereignty. I can trust in his daddiness. I can trust him because he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Thank you, Jesus. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Can I tell you what I put those two together to come up with? And that was for his name's sake. I was reading last week the 23rd Psalm. And I have read it hundreds of times before. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in one or stay in one. He maketh me the light on in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. For years and years and years and years, I was just stuck right there. That God, in his loving kindness, Miss Judy, <laughs> 
would restore my soul every day, every day, every day. And I walked in restoration. I walked in restoration. I walked, I walked, I call on it. I said, Lord, thank you for restoring my soul. Thank you for restoring my brokenness. Thank you for restoring. I mean, I just saw every kind of restoration God could do. And then last week, the second part of that verse just jumped up and just grabbed me like it has never grabbed me before. It says, he guides me into paths of righteousness for his name's sake. I read that and I suddenly, in somewhat of a weakened physical state, just saw God holding me by the right hand and leading me out of trouble. <laughs> leading me out of a bent path leading me out of immorality and lies leading me into paths of righteousness and I fell to my knees when he said for his name's sake Do you understand if, if God had to come down and help for your name's sake and my name's sake, we would be dead as a doornail? Do you understand this morning if God had decided that he would hold our hand and lead us into paths of righteousness if we were good enough. If it were for my good behavior, if it were for my good namesake. Pastor Taylor, I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it. I wouldn't make it past the back door. I wouldn't make it. I would not make it. But I am so glad that all of this has been done for me for his name's sake. He loved me for his name's sake. He leads me for his name's sake. He has touched my body and renewed me for his name's sake. He has made me his child for his name's sake. He has blessed me for his name's sake. May I not ever wake up and decide on any given day that I am my own man. Whew. Come on, come on, Sister Cannon, come on. Ah, yeah, say hato. Hallelujah. Oh, mm, 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 mm. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of rightness.
nobody make me turn around. He's done too much for me. Look at somebody and tell them, with all the passion and emotion you can muster right this minute, he done too much for me, I can't turn around. He done too much for me, I can't turn around. He done too much for me, I can't turn around. I'm going to say like Job, though ye slay me, yet will I trust you because you love me first for your name's sake. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, today, I told you I'm encouraging myself. You got to encourage yourself sometimes. You look around, and I'm telling you, if you are depending on people to encourage you, they're going to fail you when you most need it. Ah, he took me from, from the 23rd Psalm, verse 3. Then he took me to, to Psalms 25 and 11. For your name, O oh Lord. Pardon, but for your name, O oh Lord. You pardon my iniquity, for it is great. <laughs> for your name, O oh Lord, but for your name, O oh Lord, you have washed me from my filth and pardon my iniquity. For it was great. I understand what David's talking about here. When you can sing the song and you say, when I look back over my life and I think things over, I can only say, he's been so good to me, I got a testimony. Does anybody have a testimony this morning? Does anybody have a testimony this morning? If a stranger stops you in the middle of Walmart and says, why do you believe in Jesus? Do you have something you could tell him this morning? Woo. Thank you, Jesus. Ah. Oh, I grew up hearing them sing a song that to me it was, oh, but it would start, it was on a, Monday, somebody touched me. Then they go to, it was on a Tuesday. Somebody touched me. Say it was on a Wednesday, and then it was on a Thursday. Somebody touched me. It was on a Friday night in the prayer. Somebody touched me. It was on a Saturday. Somebody, it was on a Sunday morning in the service. Somebody touched me. It must have been the hand of the Lord. And then some of the old mothers would get up. And they would say, I can't remember, so I'm going to say, I don't know what day it was. <laughs> I don't know what day it was. But I can tell you that I'm changed. I don't know what day it was. But I can testify that I am not the same person I was 20 years ago. I don't know what day it was. But I can tell you that when Jesus came into my life, 
to me. Mama, I don't know what day it was, but it must have been the hand of the Lord. Does somebody know what that means? You know what you used to be, B.C., before Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 It was only a couple weeks ago that I was praying for somebody in church that is close to me, praying after church, interceding. And after being a child of God for 20 or 30 years, God delivered his handmaiden from an ancestral a generational demonic attack. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Don't tell me God don't want to heal you. Don't tell me God doesn't want to help you this morning. It may take two days, and some of us, it may take 20 years before we realize that he can do it. She said, Pastor, I am not even telling anybody. I haven't told anybody, but the Holy Spirit started to show me stuff. Said, this, this is ancestral. This demon, this demon has been geared, has been sent, has been sown into the DNA of your family to attack in the midnight hour between sleep and wake. And so even as a believer, she would be fighting for years and years, fighting off demonic attack in her spirit. But only at night when she's sleeping. And God said to me, today is the day. I don't know what day it was, but today is the day, hallelujah. I don't know what day it was for you that the adversary came up and started stealing your stuff, but today is the day, hallelujah, for the Lord, for the name of the Lord's sake. Deliverance is here today. Whew. Thank you, Jesus. Psalms 31 and 3. For you, Oh Lord, are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead and guide me. This has become, this for your name's sake has become so important to me because the more God has called me recently to do in ministry, to move from just pastoring to fathering. It's the more I've begun to truly miss my dad who passed in 2013. And the importance to him now in my life is so much more at a time when I can't, I can't pull on him. I truly understand now what God wanted for my life that I didn't understand. I've taken it so much more seriously now than I did 15 years ago. And now when I'm ready to pull on the wisdom of God that was embedded in his life, 
He's not physically there. And I cried to break my heart. Why didn't I listen? Why was I more attentive? Why didn't I ask him more questions? Why, how could I have let my dad pass with all of this history of God in his life that I did not pull up? And that's when God started to talk to me about this. Son, I'm going to help you, not for your daddy's sake. I'm going to make you wise, not for your daddy's sake. I'm going to renew a right spirit in you and give you direction for the future, not for your daddy's sake. I'm going to do it for my sake because I'm better and bigger than your earthly father. That I knew you before he met you. That I had given you a name before you got your earthly name. You were my child before you were his son. Does someone here today need to renew that? You need to speak that into your own life. You've missed the wisdom of people that you respected, that you loved, that you thought you should have got more from. God is saying, what you missed, you haven't lost. What you missed, you have. Hey! Hey! What you missed, you had lost. I'm getting ready to give you back what the locusts thought they stole. What the caterpillar taught they ate. What every kind of grasshopper has. God said, I'm bringing it back, honey. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. And I'm bringing it back not because you're good. My maker is not because you were faithful. Not because you were, you were the best child in the hood. Not because you were the best of the litter. Oh, no. I'm doing it for my name's sake. I'm doing it for my name's sake. For my name's sake. Whoo! Somebody's going to be driving their car <laughs> this week and you're going to have to pull over because the glory of God is going to come down on you and you will be like Moses. He says to God, I mean, they knew each other face to face. It's not what the word said. Face to face. Moses and God. He says to God in one conversation, I think I think we're close enough right, right now. I think you and me, we have been fellowshipping with each other long enough. I think I could ask you this. Would you show me your glory? <laughs> Boy, that was brave. Show me your glory, Lord. I love what God did and what God said. God said, listen, son, hold your horses. Back it up, son. Woo! Nope. The body that you're in couldn't handle that. The circumstance that you're in couldn't handle that. The situation that you've walked through in your life couldn't handle that. 
But what I will do is I will allow my goodness, hallelujah, glory be to God, my goodness. When I read that as a young man, as a teenager, I would think about all the things God, I remember God delivering me from. I remembered when I was, I, I went, played hooky from school and went to swim in a local pond and didn't know how to swim. But all my buddies thought I did. And they're all plunging in and plunging out. And then one of them decided, Ross, you just sitting on the side there not having fun. And he goes over there, swims onto the water and comes and just pulls me in. And I am bobbing, going down for the count. They see me fighting in the water and they are hilarious. They think I'm playing when I am losing my life. I remember for his name's sake. I went down two or three times and I felt myself losing consciousness. And I said, Jesus, help me. I felt a hand come right onto my behind and pushed me, boom. And I sprang from about six feet in the water right onto the bank. I didn't say another word. I put my clothes on. I went home. Because I knew it was for his name's sake. It's for his purpose sake. You're sitting here. You're watching at me on our streaming network because there's purpose. Your destiny has not been fully breached. There is still work for you to do. There is still work for you to do. There is still work for you to do. He has saved you. He's keeping you for his name's sake. Some of us need to get, a, get a, a book and just start to prayerfully catalog, go back and write about the things that you know that God delivered you from. We were living in Pennsylvania and one year, within probably four hours, we had about five inches of snow. I mean, five feet of snow. It was, it was coming down that thick. You couldn't go outside. You couldn't see 10 feet in front of you. We stayed in all day. And by the time we got outside with my three-year-old, my son Dave was three. He's now 21. He's 6'3", tall, handsome young man that loves God. And I look at him now and I say, for your name's sake, Lord, for your name's sake. Because we came out of the apartment complex. The steps were covered with snow. And we could tell where the steps ended and the snow was piled up there. My son so excited about everything. I'm so excited. He said, Daddy, could I jump in the snow? said, yeah, go ahead, son. And without any fear, he runs out of the door 
out of the, our home, runs up the apartment steps, runs out into the snow, and he just jumps right into that big pile. And he gets up and he has fun. And about a week and a half later, it stopped snowing. And I'm walking out of the house and there's barely a little bit of snow left. It's gone down. It's about, about a foot left now. And as I walk out the door and I look to my right, I see an iron spike. Right there, near to the step. About two feet high. And I saw my son, my three-year-old, jumping. Pastor Rod. I knew where he jumped. It had to be God. It had to be God that my son, that something so devastating to my family. Out of nowhere, he could have jumped. And he missed. He literally missed that pole by an inch or two. And we did not know what God had done for two weeks. I'm telling you that because what Moses, I believe, saw when God said, I'm, I'm going to show you my goodness. It's not the stuff that he already knew about. But in that one flesh, God started to reveal to him the goodness that God reigned on his life that he had no idea about. The healing, the deliverance, the breakthroughs, the help that came in moments when he had no idea his life was about to end. But God, I say, but God, I say, but God moved you uh, in your Red Sea, moved you in your Jordan River and gave you a clear path and give you a clear path. The word said, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Don't lean on your own ability in all your ways. Bring him in and he will make your path straight. I'm here. Go ahead and start giving God. Thank you, Lord, for your namesake. I thank you for your namesake. For your namesake, I'm here today. Tell him, for your namesake, I'm healed. For your name's sake, I've still got purpose. For your name's sake, I still got my good mind. <laughs> For your name's sake, I still got two feet that I could walk on. 
For your name's sake, my eyes still see. For your name's sake, I can still speak. For your name's sake, I still have my good mind. For your name's sake. For your name's sake. If you're watching with me, you're watching me, you're in the building, and you have never accepted God through his son Jesus Christ as your personal savior, you don't understand that his mercy has been raining on you, his goodness has been surrounding you, and you never knew it. Well, today, I just told you. And I'm inviting you to let him come in. Hallelujah. Let him come in. 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 It doesn't matter how good I tell you he is. Unless you try him, you'll never know how good it is to taste of the greatness of God. Doesn't matter how much I talk about my mama's cooking. Unless I make an appointment with you and you get to sit down and taste her Caribbean curry, chicken, you will not know. I'm inviting you to come taste and see. Would you bow your heads with me and just, if you have never re received Jesus as your savior, before we take communion, I want to invite you to take him into your life. Say after me, dear Jesus, I come to you with all of my mess, with all of my brokenness, and I ask you for help. I submit my life to you. And I ask you to redeem me from my sin, to cleanse me from my unrighteousness, and wash me with your blood. Thank you for making me your son, your child, an ear of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Woo, thank you, Jesus. Somebody just accepted Jesus as their Savior. Would you give God a worship for that? Would you give God a hand for that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you're at home, in the next five minutes, we will celebrate the Lord's Supper in communion. It's a reminder to our spirit about the price that Jesus paid for us. If you're in the auditorium, we've got the cups already there. If you don't have a cup with you, if you can wave your hand, you will get one. It should be somewhere near to you. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. If, just wave your hand if you don't have one. And the ushers, one of the leaders will bring you a cup. Thank you, Lord. It's sealed, has the wafer and everything in it. If you're at home, nothing alcoholic, simple touch of juice in a cup and a piece of cracker, do it right now. We invite you to celebrate the Lord's Supper and communion with us. I'm going to ask Pastor Ron to read what the Word says about the Lord's Supper if you may. Would you come back up a little more so that the, those that are watching us 
Paul said, I received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Would you stand with me with your cup? We will not sit again. Jesus instituted this as a connection to those who are his, as a fulfillment of promise. When he did this with his disciples for the first time, he had not yet faced the cross. I want you to understand that. It was after this that he says, when you see what I'm going through, what I'm going through for you, when you visualize the scourges on my body, when you see the spear pushed in my side, my hands nailed to the cross, and you understand that I could come down if I wanted to, but I'm doing it for you. Thank you, Jesus. I'm doing it for your illnesses. I'm doing it for your issues. I'm doing it because you're my child. I'm doing it because you belong to me. If you have said a prayer of consecration, asking God to wash you right now, you're online with me, ask God. Take away the impurities. Wash me, Lord. Purify me. Forgive me of anything that I've done to hurt you. When you have paid such a great price for me, thank you, Jesus. You didn't have to do it, but you did. Thank you for washing me. Thank you for making me whole and causing me to be a true ambassador of this salvation. Would you take the wafer that represents his body that was nailed to the cross for us? Would you eat with me? And the unfermented wine that represents the freshness of the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross for us, that was applied to our sin and has washed us from the stain of Adamic the sin of the Adamic nature. We are cleansed through Jesus. Would you partake with me?
that failed me yet. Your promise still stands. Great is your faithfulness. As we close, would you sing and just put your hands in worship? This is my confidence. Never failed me yet. Your promise still stands. This is your faithfulness. Your faithfulness. Stand in your hands. This is my confidence. and then we're going to sing that song as we fellowship. Sing it, the, the chorus, after dismissal. Father, we thank you Woo! for your presence that was here, that is here, that deliverance is going on even as we worship. Thank you for your word. Thank you for worship. Thank you for the time that we spent in your presence. Thank you for touching those that are online that needed a healing and got it this morning. Father, we give you praise and honor and glory. Bring us back to fellowship on Wednesday. And tomorrow morning, as we start a brand new week at six, a power up. Cover us with your blood. Bring us, oh God, to fellowship again later. In Jesus' name, amen.